0: John
1: and We're talking about anime cartoons, and video games. We're talking about anime and video about and video games. about anime and video about anime And the dork joining me is a fellow father, a fellow podcaster, uh, a fellow weeb, a fellow dork, a fellow nerd, whatever you want to call him. He is a great person and I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. It's Robert from Dad Needs to Talk podcast. How are you, brother?
0: I'm doing good. Very, very glad to be here. This is very awesome. Thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, man. I'm so glad to have you on. You are we were just talking before before I hit record that you're, I think we worked it out. The second dad I've ever had on the podcast, but I'll say the first, <laughs> the first dad that's as committed to like anime, manga, and, and all round dorkiness as as myself. So it is, it's it's so great to see a fellow dad out there in the environment.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, De- definitely. Um, we are. Uh, I I don't I don't know if I want to say we are a rare breed, but we uh, when we find each other, we have to stick together. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: I think there is a few of us out there I think there's a few more closeted uh weeb dads than than that care to admit um but yeah there's definitely a few out of us but but for listeners of Dorkdown who might not be around your podcast do you want to explain who you are who your podcast is and and what the deal is my friend
0: yeah so so yeah so like, like you said my name's Robert dad needs to talk and yeah I pretty much do a mixture of talking about fatherhood so all the crazy adventures i go on and stuff i do with my kids and uh i am a father of five three boys and twin girls so yeah so so lots lots of talk about them of course lots of manga talk lots of anime talk and sometimes video games though in in the last year my gaming has slacked up a bit because i've gotten i got so much deeper into reading manga last year Mm -hmm. that a lot of time i would normally be playing games i'm like well i'm I'm reading a bunch of stuff (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but um but yeah that's that's me in a quick nutshell Uh, um say i cover all that stuff both on the podcast as well as on my youtube channel as well so yeah
1: (laughs) yeah fantastic youtube channel i've i've really enjoyed uh watching and consuming your content i think you have uh, such an interesting taste when it comes to manga because I think you you're very uh like scattershot I'd almost describe you as you seem to have a lot of a lot of fingers in a lot of pies when it comes to manga interest. Would you would you say that you're um the if if that there's a genre that you tend to go towards more often than not?
0: Hmm. Probably for for sure I, I definitely like my I definitely enjoy my my action series, but for me, the the main crux for me is definitely story. So you know, e- even though there there might be some genres I might you know kind of dip into more than others, but for me, like hey, if there's a good story there, then I'm willing to give it a shot. And and that's kind of why, like you said, my content at least like with some of the stories I co- I cover, whatever is seemingly kind of scattershot because me having the podcast and a platform to talk about stuff, I'm like, you know what, this is the perfect opportunity and perfect excuse <laughs> for me to pick up a bunch of random stuff. Cause I'll be out in the store. I'm like, you know, I might go in for a known quantity like, Oh, I need to pick up the next volume of villain saga. But while I'm there, of course I'm gonna be there for 30 minutes, maybe an hour or more browsing around, combing the shelves. I go through the same sections a million times, and there's always something that either catches my attention, whether it be, oh, that cover looks interesting, or the name (laughs) seems kind of odd, just something to catch my eye. And that's kind of what leads to all the different stuff that I cover. It's just, huh, this looks interesting. I want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I think that's the... That's such a great way to go about it because a lot of people get kind of, and I think I would fall into this category myself, a lot of people can get like tunnel vision when it comes to like the, the anime or the or the, the type of shows they consume or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, they fall into this pattern of like, oh, no, I only like Battle Shonen. So I'm only going to watch or read Battle Shonen. And I'm never going to expand my horizon past that. And I reckon I was like that for, for a, a, a long time. And it wasn't until mm. I started, you know, Dorktown that I was like, oh, well, I've got to branch out a bit because I can't just talk about, you know, Black Clover forever. You know, I can't just only talk about how good Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is. I've got, to, I've got to branch out. And I started um, getting into, you know, sports anime. And uh, this year is the year I've decided to go in on a lot of uh, romance anime. I'm going to try mm. my hand at some romance anime. Um, nice. but also just like, uh, just picking up stuff that I wouldn't have, um, picked up previously. Like, uh, I, I think, especially when it comes to anime, there was a, a lot of stuff that initially I would never have gone in on, but now that I'm doing this podcast and that I have more of a mm-hmm. reason to, yeah, as you said, like an excuse to consume more content, I, I've, I've yeah. started watching a bit more obscure stuff and I've really enjoyed it. i, I I've, there hasn't been a series I've picked up of late that I that I haven't enjoyed so I'm on I'm on a bit of a hot streak now but do you have any uh hot recommendations for for a manga or an anime that you were kind of surprised that you enjoyed or that wasn't on the surface something that you would have uh been drawn towards naturally
0: yeah so I I can give I'm, I'm gonna try to keep the list short but I can name <laughs> I can I can definitely name a name a handful off the top of my head because because one one thing but before I dive into the list one thing for sure you know me doing the podcast and getting into this community and stuff whatever is that of course you're going to encounter other nerds like you other podcasters and stuff and so you know as we're all kind of getting into these circles with each other, listening to each other's content and videos and stuff, whatever, you're of course gonna start picking up on more stuff that you might miss because there there is so much stuff that constantly comes out that there is no way that one person or one show will ever catch everything. And so that's why it's kind of like, okay, you know what? I can kind of pick my hand, my couple that I know for sure might like, and then listening or watching other people post about it. so. Like, oh okay me and this person kind of have similar taste, So, okay. I'm going to add that show to my list. And so a couple for me would be for sure. I I have to start with ranking of Kings. That is the current one that I feel like I am shouting from the rooftop rooftops about right now, just because before, before that show came out, um, or started a few a few months ago because it started in the fall and it's still ongoing. I paid it little to no attention because of course, I feel like like a lot of people when they first see that cover, you see this kind of small child with the crown on his head, practically almost naked, just you know, like in like just his underwear sitting on a throne, and it's like, okay. <laughs> what well, what is this? But it has become quickly one of my favorite series. Uh, just, you know, cause, cause of the whole, so ranking of Kings just to give like a super quick synopsis of battle or whatever. It follows the main character, Prince Boji, who is deaf and mute. And so he is, he is the oldest son. He has a younger brother. So he is of course the heir to the throne now, his dad is a great king, so by the title, Ranking of Kings, all the kings in this world are literally ranked. His dad was ranked the seventh king out of who knows how many, and so he has a lot of expectations and stuff, whatever that comes with him, but because of his disability, people doubt him, people, you know, look down on him like, ah. Uh. He is not fit to be king, you know, his brother should do it, and all this stuff, whatever, but throughout the show, you learn and see, like, no, there, there is more to this character than meets the eye, there is more to this world than meets the eye, and so Ranking of Kings is definitely a, a big one for me, <laughs> that uh, that I was pleasantly surprised about. Um, have you had a chance to check out that one?
1: I I didn't make it through the first episode. Mm. partially because it was uh i watched it at the end of uh, a long night of wine um (laughs) and secondly because i yeah i think the character design initially for me was quite off-putting i didn't Mm -hmm. i I, yeah i like i want to go back especially after reading the the crunchyroll awards like announcements Mm. and seeing Mm -hmm. ranking of the king up there for a few of a few awards I was kind of like okay maybe I didn't give it enough time of day maybe I need to go into it um a little bit more yeah. sober and a little bit more open-minded so I, I, it's definitely still on the list I haven't taken it off the list yeah but yeah now ne- yeah. hearing you uh talk about it I think I'll bump it up a, a little bit up the list and I have yeah. yeah I've seen a few like uh clips of it online there's a clip where he's surrounded by like snakes or something like that which looked, oh, pretty, yeah. which looked pretty fun and interesting, and uh, maybe the charm of the character design will wear, will wear off on me in the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do want to go back in on it.
0: Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that that's one. Um, another one was also Odd Taxi, just because. Yeah, uh, that was all over
1: know. the all over the Crunchyroll Awards. Odd Taxi, and yeah, had a, yes, haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> that one oh, admittedly oh, that that oh. is another kind of judging a book by its cover for me and, and for a lot of people it just like okay you kind of see this warrace looking character standing next to a text and it's like okay what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> and so but but basically that one is actually kind of more of like a what would i classify it as kind of like a I don't know if I would say that full on thriller, but for sure a mystery type of series, because it kind of basically revolves around the disappearance of a person. Basically somebody is suspected of being murdered. And so a lot of characters throughout the story that are involved in this case through from various perspectives, whether it's like, oh, they saw somebody or know something or whatever. With the main character being a taxi driver or whatever, of course, he's getting people coming and going through his cab all day, every day. And so he's overhearing different stories, different pieces of information or whatever. And one of the key things is, like, the person that's suspected of missing or whatever one of the last thing, one of the last known things about her was that she was last, one of the last places she was seen was riding in his taxi. So he kind of gets roped into this series of events and that that's kind of, I'll kind of leave it kind of vague there, but there, there's definitely a lot more to it than meets the eye. Even though, like I said, it, it is like, like on the surface level, it's like, yeah, it's this world with all these characters and stuff that are pretty much animals or whatever or look like animals and so but there is a couple more layers to it than that. So but yeah I, I texted is definitely another one recently that like I said that, that that surprised me. Um what was it? Uh oh a new a new well th- this one is new and it, it just started recently, whatever. So I'm still kind of. it. Two episodes in, it has me so far, but I don't know if I want to be a 100% champion of it, but I'll still toss it out there. It's called, I am I'm probably butchered the first part of the name, but it's called uh, Subuki Bisco.
1: Oh, this Rust is Rusty to Bisco. Yes, yes. I've been so hyped for this and I know there's two episodes out and I'm kicking myself because I haven't. Had the chance to to watch those because I was I was deep into the Demon Slayer Entertainment arc and I, I couldn't pull myself out of it for for even one episode to to give mm. to Rust eater. But yeah, no, I saw the trailer come out. Oh, the trailer came out like a year ago almost, and I was enthralled mm. by the trailer. The trailer is fantastic. There's so much nonsense and craziness happening in that trailer that I immediately put it down on my list and. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things of the of the first episode and yeah, I th- mm-hmm. actually think I'm going in on that tonight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been nice. I've been super hyped for that. I, I love the studio that's doing it. I loved the trailer. Mm-hmm. And to see yeah. that it's getting good reception already is is quite promising. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so that that one for me like I I didn't even watch I didn't even see a trailer for it until after I watched the first episode because once again, that was one I, I don't even remember when when I was kind of going through the list of stuff that was going to be coming out for this season. I don't even remember looking at it. Maybe, maybe I probably glanced over it, mm. but it was nowhere, <laughs> nowhere within my periphery radar. Nothing, and so it was just like, okay, I'm hearing people talking about it, and then what was it? Uh, I also saw that the uh, the light novel for it also got released or got released this month as well. So I was like, okay, the timing of the anime starting and then they're bringing the light novel, at least over here in, 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 in English in the U.S. And so I'm like, okay, let me check this out. And yeah, that first episode, I was like, okay, this you know this definitely piqued my interest. And then that second episode, I was like, okay, I am in for <laughs> whatever all this wild, wild stuff that is going on with these giant mushrooms and whales flying through the air in the intro, and it, it, it's just so much stuff to where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go for, for the ride, and the, the the biggest thing that, like, really got me was people on my show know how much I love Trigon and Vashon Stampede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, getting slight, I, I don't know 100% what, but something about it was giving me a little bit of Trigon vibes. Maybe it's, it's it's a mix of this kind of like desolate world whereas okay, hey, like a big chunk of areas outside of or between like the towns and stuff, whatever, or kind of like no man's land, so to speak. And so I think a mix between that as well as the title of the first episode was like the man worth 800,000. Which, of course, Trigon, yeah. the man worth 60 billion double dollars. Those couple of things, I'm like, okay, I love Trigon. This is giving me some vibes. I, I need to check it out. And yeah, the, those first two episodes, I, I really like.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Like, yeah, we haven't really had like a Trigon, um, like a, a modern day Trigon kind of attempted. Nothing's really tried to go mm-hmm. the way Trigon did. It'd be interesting to see if that's what they're going for. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's easy to miss uh, miss uh, Rust Eater in this in this like winter twenty twenty two lineup because it, it's such a stacked season. Like I yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit anxious just looking at this list. I'm not gonna lie. Like we get <laughs> we've got Attack on Titan the final season part two. Uh, we're still continuing with Demon Slayer. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Spy X Family is coming out. This season as well? Or maybe that, that's
0: that's next season. Next
1: season. Spring. Mm-hmm. Uh Tribe Nine is this season. There's just there's so much and like <laughs> yeah, Platinum end still continuing. Eighty six eighty six is still continuing. Shaman King still going. There's so much happening this season. It's it's anxiety inducing.
0: Uh <laughs> yeah. Hey uh eighty six was another one for me last year that like I knew nothing. Once again, knew nothing about that series going into it, and just uh, some buddies of mine on on another podcast I listened to, uh, uh, Mike Check Waifu Waifu podcast. They, uh, that was their favorite anime from last year, and so, but, but you know, every week they were talking about it. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm tired of skipping over because because they know they do like a like a spoiler section at the end of the show. And so I'm like, man, it you know it sucks. I'm having to skip over this part of the show every time. Let me at least you know check it out and see what it's about. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. The just the whole world, the setting, the story, the music. It's such. I, a, I really, I really yeah. yeah.
1: It's such a tight plot concept too. Like it's it's the initial mm-hmm. concept of it all is is so. I don't know. It's just it sends chills up your spine when you think about it for too long, and I think that's the the best part of it. You know, it's just that separation of yes. humanity, and yeah, it's it's such a good concept. I'm I'm glad that it's getting a bit of love because it was. I mean, it feels like I feels like I've said this sentence about the last three kind of seasons of anime, but it feels like there's so much coming out, and there's so much good stuff coming out that I feel like we might be losing a few gems in the way, like a, a few things might be. Not getting the attention they deserve, because there's so many other you know bangers going on that you know maybe in, in, a, in three or three years or something, and we, we all of us collectively start to get to the ends of our watch list and we get to the ones that we missed out. we might, uh, we might regret not giving them the love that they initially should have had. Um,
0: yes, for sure.
1: I think that's just me with a bit of fear of missing out, to be honest. I, I suffer from a crippling case of FOMO sometimes. It's, uh, it's not good. It's not good at all. Oh yeah. Um, I know you've answered this question on, on your podcast. Uh, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'd like for you to answer it again. Uh, so w- w- what is mm-hmm. your all time top three?
0: Uh, Hmm. I'm going to say, for, well, the top two are for sure. Easy. I think the third one, I'm a, I'm a slot a new one. in. so for me, number one is fullman alchemist brotherhood. Mm. Um, all time favorite series. I freaking have the Ouroboros symbol tattooed on my shoulder. Oh, awesome. <laughs> love, love full metal. Number two is Trigon. Um, people that follow me online, like my my love for Trigon, is all over the place. Heck, behind me, I have some freaking Trigon art on my wall behind me, and I I even took my love for Trigon. Probably to the highest height somebody could. My youngest son is named Vesh, so it's
1: amazing <laughs> that you got that one past the wife. Like it, it truly is. How well? I, how on board was, that? I was lu-
0: she? I, I I lucked out because my my wife is also a nerd. Yeah. So, you know, when when I kind of brought up the idea, you know, it, it wasn't. I really didn't get no pushback on it. You know, it, it was just for me, it was like, hey, you can have the middle name or whatever, but if, uh, especially like like before we found out he was going to be a boy, you know, it was like, okay, hey, if this is a boy, you can have the middle name, I don't care. I just want the first name to be Vash. And I got that.
1: <laughs> That's so, so great. Uh, I've, I think I could have probably got a an Aaron or a Zeke my wife Mm. i reckon she could have gone for those ones as she's a she's a massive attack on titan fan um Mm. yeah but i don't like i mean if i could have had my like wildest dreams i'd be running around with a little naruto you know what i mean
0: (laughs) i'd I'd
1: be be living that life
0: you know yeah man like it, it without going on too far of a tangent on that but like I I know some some somebody somewhere is probably tired of me talking about it, but it's like it's like hey, every chance I get, yes, my 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 son's name is Vash. Sorry. Especially you know on podcast or on somebody else's show or whatever, I bring it up all the time, and and I love the few times uh, I've had him with me whenever I've been like at the store, specifically manga shopping, Mm. because one one time, you know, he was with me, whatever, I'm browsing the shelves and stuff, whatever, and I had to call him, I'm like, hey, Vash, come here, come back, you know, slow down, whatever he was doing, and somebody literally was like, "Uh, sorry to bother you, but did did you say Vash? I'm like, yeah, like, Vash the Stampede? I was like, yeah, dope.
1: (laughs) That's that's all the recognition you need, like, that's
0: that's it. Yes yes and 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 for me with that name it is it's in a way to where it's like if you know you know Mm. but if you don't know most people are just like oh that's a unique name you know it's not like you know it's not like i named my son orochi moro like i was gonna say (laughs)
1: running around with a little goku i reckon that, that would probably yeah that would probably be one of the most recognizable ones Orochimaru is a exactly. fantastic name for a child. That is so good. If I have another one, I'm going to push for Orochimaru. That's great. I love that. Now we we we, we mentioned it at the start, at the top of the show, briefly, and we, we've kind of spoken a little bit on it. But I do, I do want to get into the the parenting, here, the the fatherhood, where as we are both uh, anime manga enthusiasts that are both parents uh you have a substantially more harder time with five of them i'm (laughs) i'm in the little leagues over here with two but that's that's plenty for me so how, how have you how have you gone being a parent and someone who's really obsessed with anime how do you navigate the the murky waters of what content is suitable for kids and how much do you let them watch or how much do you talk about it? And yeah, <laughs> how, how do you navigate this? Because your kids are a little bit older than, or I think much older than mine. My oldest is seven.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. R- Real quick, just because I, I have a feeling somebody somewhere might, might ask this, whatever, just to toss this out or whatever and we can circle back to it later. My third one is Villain Saga.
1: Okay, yep, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that.
0: Yeah, cool. no, no, no worries, but yeah, well, well, I'm pretty sure we'll circle back to that later. Oh, but, we're circling back yeah. to
1: Vinland Saga. Don't you fucking worry. <laughs> I'm talking about Vinland Saga. That's
0: happening. <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so for, for I guess first off, uh, a little bit more background, but you know, with me and the family dynamic and stuff is that, I guess, well, what is the term some people use now? I guess blended family. Because when when I met my wife she already had the older four kids. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. So, so I kind of, <laughs> I always laugh because, you know, thinking back to like when I was young, I was like, oh yeah, someday I want to have, you know, uh, a, a decent sized family. And it's like, okay, I kind of went from zero to four and now five. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that, that within itself has been kind of a journey. Cause granted at this point, like I, I've, I've been with them over half of their life at this point because when I met them, let me see. When when I met my wife, they were five, four, and one. Yeah, wow. Yeah, five, four, and one. And now they are and, and, and just as as a reminder for those that are wondering like why am I only saying three numbers for four kids? Twin twins. girls, so twins. just tossing that back up. There to was keep a second. There
1: was a second for me where I was like, "Wait," he said. He said three, and then I was
0: like, <laughs> "Oh no, twins, twins, <laughs> twins." We got it. We got it. Yeah. So say so. Yeah, so uh, five, four, and one, and now they are 13, 12, nine. and then Vash, the youngest, he's four. So oh, that is now I'm dealing. Now I'm getting... Teens slash preteens.
1: <laughs> that sounds exhausting. That sounds exhausting. So yeah, coming into yeah. preteens too for for your eldest. That's oh um, God. that's interesting because like I don't know if this is just because of you know the my algorithms on on all my social medias and my YouTube and stuff like that, but it feels like there is. Much more of a younger audience for for anime, and it's definitely more prevalent in 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 teenagers and early teens than it was when I was growing up. At least, I don't know if that's mm. the same case that you're finding. But are you are you kind of are, are your teenage or your preteens and early teenagers are they already being exposed to anime outside of their household as well? Like, is it is it already you know in their schoolyards and within their friendships and that stuff?
0: Oh yeah, so. So for for the most part, well, my, my nine-year-old, like he, I I don't know where he is with this at the moment, but like a couple years ago, he randomly started watching Naruto for some reason. Um, I I didn't push it on him or whatever. It was just one day I'm chilling in my room. And of course I'm hearing, hearing, you know, I'm hearing the the voices and I'm like, is that Naruto? (laughs) And so I go, I go like peeking his room and I'm looking at his TV and he's watching Naruto. I'm like, "You watching Naruto?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay," but um, but yeah, so say so they are definitely catching it around because my oldest, uh, one of his best friends is is also a big Naruto fan, and so I never I never forget year, a few years ago when he first started coming over to the house. I never forget one day I answered her. And he had on a freaking Naruto headband, and mm. so I'm up here looking at this like no, because I said he's 13 now, so they would have been like maybe 10 or so. I'm like I'm looking at this young kid, and I want to be like, what do you know about Naruto? <laughs> what, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so so my oldest gets it from no, or at least he's around it from his friend. My daughter's. They they have been very interesting because like cause they, they don't really watch it, but they're aware of stuff. Not 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 only not just obviously from me around at the house, whatever, but like they'll cause because both of my daughters, they are really big into art and drawing. And so there's been times where they've brought me pictures of one of them drew Naruto one time, one of them drew Pikachu. I'm trying I'm trying to think, did somebody draw Todoroki one time?
1: That
0: would be incredible. Uh. Uh, I'm 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 out to check, but um, but yeah, but yeah, they they definitely are are exposed to it a lot. Because honestly, one of one of the biggest surprises for me, well, kind of a surprise, kind of not. So one of my nieces, so my my sister's youngest daughter, uh, she just turned fourteen last week, and she's reading. She's into reading manga. And so, yeah, that totally surprised me because um, I'm trying to think because you know they they've always been nerds because me being their uncle and, and for for a for a portion of their lives they either saw me every day or I was living with them during certain periods of, of their life forever so of course like we all game that stuff a lot from them being born to even now we used to play play games together but you know we never really watched anime and stuff together. And so one day when me and her were talking and then she mentioned the promised Neverland about she had watched it and stuff. And then she wanted to read it and stuff. And I'm like, you, you want to do what? (laughs) My heart as an uncle, I was so happy and stuff. And, you know, I've had, you know, my other nieces and nephews that are a little bit older, they be watching this stuff too. So yeah, it, it is definitely very awesome to see, you know, just it, you know, continuing in into the 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 uh next generations and stuff because one one thing I, I kind of admire as well, cause you know, of course doing the podcast and stuff, you know, we're always meeting all different types of people, all age ranges and gender and everything else, whatever. I have met two two specific two for sure specifically maybe three people that do anime podcasts anime and manga podcasts and they're in high school
1: oh wow wow yeah Jesus, yeah that's the motivation right there there was nothing i wanted to do in high school outside of school other than watch anime and smoke wade there was no yeah. way i was recording <laughs> yeah editing and uploading a podcast that's like, committed
0: like one one of them, uh, uh, anime gencho, he he was the first one I came across, um, back last summer when I first started kind of getting into the podcast stuff, or whatever. Um, because cause, I never forget, I was watching one of his videos or whatever, and he did a video where he was kind of, uh, oh, he was talking with his mom about anime and stuff, whatever. And you know, of course, I'm like, okay, you know, of course, you know, being a parent, I'm like, oh, cool, let me see what this is about or whatever. And so I remember he was asking her like, like what she was watching when she was growing up, whatever. And she starts talking about stuff that, you know, around my age range or whatever. Oh yeah. Sailor moon. And I'm like, I'm like, the the mom doesn't look that. Oh, she she honestly is like, she's about my age. You may know like she, she she ended up being a few years older than me. She's like late thirties. But like, I'm doing the math, (laughs) you know, I'm like, Okay. This guy has a podcast, but his mom isn't even 40 yet. And so I ended up just messaging him. I'm like, I don't know, clarify, like, how old are you? And he's a a senior in high school. And so I'm like, wow, that is really crazy. And then uh, a young lady uh, nerding out with Chelsea, she's 16.
1: Wow. (laughs) That's that's crazy. I mean, yeah, like my for like just for from my point of view like the like my kids have never had a chance of 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 not being into anime and stuff like that like my my mm-hmm. eldest has been obsessed with pokemon since he could he could talk he you know collects the cards mm-hmm. collects the plushies plays the games watches the shows watches the web series you know everything pokemon has <laughs> has destroyed our household and uh <laughs> since since around. Oh, since around November, I want to say he's been watching Naruto for the first time, and he's you know he's about mm. 130, 140 episodes in to the original Naruto, and he's he's loving that. Like he's um he he's never run properly. Like he he's like he can run, but he's always ninja run everywhere. Like um, since forever, yeah. he just always ninja runs. His arms just naturally drift towards <laughs> the back of him, and he just heads down ninja run, which is. It's cute, but it, like, if it keeps going for a few more years, it's going to be like, oh, okay, come on, we need to wrap this up. We need to. We can't learn this habit. Um, but yeah, like, so so he's been obsessed with it, and my 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 youngest is 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 too young to 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 have screen time, so I'm sure mm-hmm. he'll 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 fall into it. But yeah, like, um, I think it was this year we in a, in Australia we have this thing called Book Week, which is basically just like a a day in school. Where everyone comes dressed as a favorite character from a book they've read. And back Ooh,
0: in nice.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really fun event and every school does it. It's a, it's a big it's a big thing. It's it's you know, it was our version of Halloween, but now we do Halloween as well. Um but anyway, mm-hmm. um and when when I was in school I just remember there was just, you know, You'd see a few, a few princesses, a few superheroes. You know, maybe if there was a big blockbuster movie that year. I remember one year, the year after the Incredibles came out, there was like seven dashes, like seven people dressed as Dash. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was there was never any like anime or anything like that. I like, and I was aware of it at a young age because you know I started mm-hmm. watching Naruto when I was in early. Uh, oh God, it would have been it, I was very early. I started watching very early and um mm-hmm. so I was aware of it and then this year yeah no last year the no the year before 2020 the year 2020 um mm-hmm. i was taking my son to to school for for book book day and he was he was dressed as someone i i, I think he was a lion or something like that and i walk in and i see about four different people dressed as demon slayers from demon slayer i see <laughs> a little ninja running around i saw Someone who I'm assuming was from Bleach or some description because he had just a giant styrofoam sword just dragging behind <laughs> him. It was either that or Pyramid Head, and I'm hoping for that child's yeah. sake that it wasn't Pyramid Head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like it's 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 definitely coming into a way more mainstream culture at least here in Australia, and it sounds like it's doing the same in the states. It, it's it's yes. it's going to be interesting with this with this generation of, of people that are way more. A generation of kids that are way more aware of anime whether you know we'll start to see more anime appearing on you know not where anime has appeared before like is is like my my wife recently um started working as a librarian she's she's doing that and the amount Mm -hmm. of manga and comic books that are now available at just our little local library is astounding to me like it's it's so crazy that libraries now stock manga, and if you are a kid, especially if you're a kid that grew up like me who was you know who' pretty pretty poor, you know you can't go out and collect manga series you can't you know be spending fifteen dollars on a volume of manga every week but uh we went to yeah. the library all the time and we borrowed books constantly, so if you're a kid now and you have access to borrowing manga books and all the the streaming sites where some of them are free now which is insane so it's it's yeah it's so readily available and it's it's everywhere i just wonder what this generation is gonna is gonna do for the the medium of of animation are we gonna are we gonna see some cool uh, i think we'll see some cool new things i really hope we will but it's gonna be interesting i think eventually me and me and you and uh, the rest of our generation will have to hang our hats up and let these guys take care of everything and they can decide what they want and what what's trendy and what kind of stories they want to see and yeah it's a, it's, it's a brave new world out there man it's a brave new world
0: yeah, yeah. and and t- touching on the 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 library thing real quick because uh cause going back to uh the the whole summit want I go Chelsea because like I said you know with with her being you know still in high school or whatever that that is how she like a lot of the manga stuff that she is reading and covering on her podcast or whatever, she'd be like, Yeah, hey, my library got this in. I checked this out or whatever, and I already put in a request for the for them to order the next volume. And that is something else that has been like super awesome to see. Is not only are libraries having manga, but they are getting more and more open to you just putting in the request, but hey, can you order the next five volumes of whatever? And so I, I've kind of gotten to, to kind of get like another deeper look into that because two two of my closest friends from over the years, both work within different school districts here in, uh, in Texas and um, they, they both were all in the IT field. And so they both have been able to uh, build and establish a manga collection at their school's libraries over the years and so because i remember like some years back um you know them kind of texting me or whatever just kind of reaching like hey rob you know what you know you know uh you know they they finally got like like a couple series or whatever kind of in the door and basically it was like okay like the wonder of opportunities i'm like hey all right they let me order like these couple what are some other ones that you think we could kind of <laughs> you know uh try to slide in the door next and like i remember like 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 seeing like the initial pictures of stuff that they got at first and then just like over the months and years getting more pictures of like their manga section at the school library and like you said it's just like so insane that if if i was in freaking like middle school or high school and you're like oh i want to read the the new volume of one piece just go down to my library just check it out and no no money out my pocket it's
1: yeah like it's so it's so good just yeah just thinking of being in high school again and being able to just go yeah and you know borrow manga books and and comic books and stuff like that because i wasn't i wasn't a voracious reader when i was when i was younger i was much more of a visual uh like Mm -hmm. a, a visual guy i really liked just watching, watching anime and watching TV and stuff like that. And, you know, Mm. listening to music, I wasn't so much into just reading novels. I I picked up a few novels here and there and I read them and, you know, I I enjoyed them, but I I just, I just was never, I never was a voracious reader that I think my parents wanted me to be because they're both fucking bookworms to the highest degree where they just (laughs) always have a book in their hands. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, if I had had access to, uh, to manga or, or or comic books, I would have been fucking chomping at the bit to get some, I think, I think it's so good. I, I'm just trying to think of what series I would be comfortable with my, like with my teenage, you know, high schooler son bringing home as a, as a manga. And there's there's definitely somewhere I'm like, yeah, maybe that shouldn't be stocked in libraries, but (laughs) I'm sure there's a good middle ground. I'm sure there is. I mean, Demon Slayer is good you, enough. Demon, kids could read Demon Slayer. That's pretty <laughs> fun, I think.
0: It, you, it, it's funny because you mentioned kids in Demon Slayer. That, that I always like just, no matter no matter how many hundreds of times, dozens of times I hear it, every time I'm in a, in a bookstore and I'm browsing around and I see little Tommy walking by with mom and he's like, oh, look, mom, there's Demon Slayer. And I'm like, in my head, I'm always like, how old are you? <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. It's it's definitely, yeah. It's the, it's the big one that all, I think cause it was on Netflix too. I think a lot of people, it was just so widely available. Well, it was on Netflix here in Australia. So I think that's why. It got mm-hmm. So, so in the zeitgeist of, 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 of children, I suppose. Um, Moving away from, from Dad Chat, I do want to circle back to Vinland Saga because that's a series I ha- actually haven't spoken about on this podcast um, for a few reasons. One, I haven't finished it. Two, mm-hmm. I want to watch it again. And mm-hmm. three, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. I really liked Vinland mm-hmm. Saga. I, I really did. And what I've seen of it and what I've read of it, I've, I've really enjoyed. But... Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just because I really enjoy Vikings or if it's because it is a very good story because I think it's definitely, there's no twists. You know what I mean? Nothing really Mm -hmm. surprising happens in Vinland saga, or at least not to where I've seen. Maybe there's some big Mm -hmm. twists and some big uh, plot points that are, that are are coming up that are awaiting me. And if that's the case, yippee. But yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I've, why is it on why is it number three for you
0: for me and and and, and this is and, and i guess just kind of for context as far as where i am i am uh i am up to book eight of the volumes uh yeah book eight of of the current 12 that are out so i have all of them i just haven't gone past the But anywho- uh, for me, at, at least up to this point or whatever, it has really just been just the core story of just Thorfinn's journey as a character, just because of the fact of I don't know, I, I, I guess just because seeing you know everything he went through, through I guess basically like his teen years, his teen years or whatever, from being a small child to early adulthood. And then kind of some stuff that I've read, you know, past past, um, where the anime ended or whatever, and just kind of seeing him kind of finding solace, trying to find redemption, trying to find a way forward in his life, and just how... Just how his character is just transformed and grown over that time, um, and, and just like some of the other characters surrounding him that he has met along the way, those are kind of like the the main things at least like right now why it kind of put the series up, you know, that far now. Now will will it stay up that high? Or whatever, as I continue reading, who knows? But that that's just kind of. Where I currently would kind of slide it in at um on on my on my personal list, but but yeah, that that's kind of it in a in a rough nutshell.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think I'm in the same same boat where I it probably is something that I, I really need to to finish or at least to go back in on before I can before I can rank it. I suppose in 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 how much I enjoyed it, but. I was initially mm. just so captivated by the aesthetic of it like I, I as I said I really do like viking I think that the aesthetics of viking is is very strong and I love all that stuff um mm. and you know it being set so long ago in real world history and the the little nods we get to to you know other other islands and other land and other other cultures and stuff like that are always so interesting mm. and like like Iceland itself is is such a beautiful place, like to animate. So it's so pretty to see to see Iceland mm-hmm. and and everything else, and it, it's got that brutal brutal kind of goriness that that I've really been into lately. Um, so yeah, I th- I, I want to give it more time, and I think I'm going to go back mm. and give it. Ha- have you have you watched the anime as well, or have you only just read the? Yeah, I. Mm. Ha- I don't remember there being an English dub. I don't think there's an English dub.
0: Um, there, There is now. There is now. Um, it, it, okay. they, they just came out with it. I want to say within like the last... It might have even been last year yeah, uh, when yeah. when it came out.
1: Yeah, because I watched the sub and I was a little bit disappointed with the sub. I felt like it, it was this weird thing where they're Norse-speaking Japanese and everything mm-hmm. looks very nor like everything looks very everything looks very you know vikingy and ever like all yeah. the characters are very vikingy and then and then the japanese voice actor and it, yeah it's the first time that that's ever stood out to me as, as as strange if you know what i mean so i think maybe yeah If i go yeah. back and check i don't know why if english would make it better but maybe it would for me i'm a big i, I do love dubs i'm a big dub boy um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to the, much of the sugaring of basically every <laughs> other anime fan out there. I've
0: got... Yeah, for, for, what's that? Sorry, I, I was going to say, my my simple standpoint on that stuff, like, like for me, I'm like, because cause I'll, I'll watch it dub, sub, whatever, because for, cause for me, the, the way I kind of look at it is just like the the more languages a series is in just means that that's another opportunity for another fan to join the series, which the more fans we have of a series means that there's another chance that this series gets to live another day. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. You know. I'm, I fall. Um, yeah, exactly. I, and I think, I think the more shows that have, uh, you know, dubs uh, mean that the, the greater, the younger generation will grow in, in their mm. love for anime. Cause you know, subtitles are a big hurdle for, for, for young kids. Um, Mm-hmm. So yeah, get, getting getting rid of that hurdle is is a good way to to make the whole um scene more inclusive for for everyone. Um, moving away from Vinland Saga for one second, I want to talk mm-hmm. to you about a series that is very close to my heart. In fact, I've I've mentioned several times that it is uh, potentially my favorite series of all time, and I think the more I talk about it, the more I think it is that. Um, have you ever heard of a series called uh, Golden Kamuy?
0: Oh yeah okay oh yeah
1: i think you're the first person yeah. on this podcast to answer yes
0: <laughs> yeah I, um i i have a lot of catching up to do um because yeah. what what cut on because they're about to i think is what is it season four season is coming? Four's
1: coming out yeah yeah, yes yeah.
0: Yeah, so i've watched the first two seasons i think i started season three i need to catch up um and then uh yeah long, long story short, I, I i enjoy that series and i definitely need to catch up because because i know that um Cause I, I think, I think the manga might be ending this year as well. And I, I know was, I think it's close to ending.
1: Yeah. The manga is pretty so. close to wrapping up. Um, and mm-hmm. as soon as it does, that's, that's my green light to go in and just devour that because I don't know, I don't know if you're the same, but I, um, I don't like picking up mangas that are, that are continuing or that are still going. Cause it's like, okay, well, when's the end point? Am I picking this up to read it week to week for five years? Cause mm-hmm. that's a commitment. Um, so there's a lot of series that I'll read, um, a lot of, and then I'll put down, wait like a year and come back and read the, the rest of it or something like that. Like I'm, I'm currently doing that with one piece where I've, I've read like up mm-hmm. to the Kaido arc and then I'm going to, I've put it down for for a while and I'll pick it back up soon. Um, but yeah, so as, as soon as, as soon as Golden Kamui finishes up for the, for the manga, I'm going to just tear, tear it to strips. I can't wait. But the, <laughs> The anime, and I've I've recently rewatched this over Christmas, and this is mm-hmm. I don't know, like the fourth or fifth time I've rewatched it because I'm, nice. I'm genuinely obsessed with it. How how did you feel about the first two seasons? Because I've recommended it to a few people, and they've turned their noses up at it.
0: I, I enjoyed them. Um, you no, know, I'll say like you know, just at first I was I was like, okay, what is going on? What is this? But. Like I said, for, for me, if, if, if you have some type of, like I said, like the story in general is good or at least like until maybe like the main story starts to unravel, some type of good hook. And so for me, the, the whole initial premise of just like, hey, they're trying to find this treasure and the way to find this treasure is by basically piecing together <laughs> these tattoos that are on the on the backs of all these escaped prisoners. So it's it's like it's like it's like a messed up. I don't know why this, why this analogy came to my brain, but I'm thinking like it's like a messed up version of Pokemon where you gotta collect oh them all.
1: That's so grim. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I, I I know, like you're exactly right. The hook, the initial hook of Golden Kamui is is so strong, and it explains that hook within the first like three minutes. You hear the story yeah. of the tattooed prisoners, and then. And then it goes on. And if it was just that hook, if it was just, you know, searching for these these prisoners, I think I wouldn't enjoy it as much, but I think a lot of other people might enjoy it a bit more. Because the things that the thing that I obsess over when it comes to Golden Kamui, like yes, the the, the plot line, the main hook is is really intriguing. But all the unnecessary stuff they put around it, I find just so charming so delightful. I, I find Sugimoto uh, um, as a a protagonist, just, uh, so, so grounding and so charming because he's, he's, he's the immortal Sugimoto. He's an actual larger than life persona in, in this, in this world that, you know, he's gained this title of immortality, um, whether Mm -hmm. it's real or just in his head or in everyone else's head. Um, <laughs> and he 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 has this persona about him, this and it kind of oozes out into every other person he, he meets and the mm-hmm. uh, like a shear, the his his little his little sidekick. I don't know, you can't really call a sheepa a sidekick, but his his guide yeah. through this 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 you know seemingly um untamable terrain that is, you know, um I was going to say medieval Japan, but it's not medieval. It's like old, old Japan, old, old. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. old Japan, Um, like going through and the way the, the seasons split up into, into the, the seasons. So season one takes place during winter and then season two is, is spring and season three goes into summer and how, how much that affects mm-hmm. the environments they're in and the, the hunting they're doing and the food they're preparing and, the the explanations that a sheper gives for everything she's doing and how for some reason they'll just spend majority of an episode trapping squirrels and making cheetah and that's all <laughs> they do that episode and I'm fucking so yeah. for it it's man it's weird I I've I've wrestled with this series a lot because yeah when I first watched it I was like okay is this is this my is this my show like is is this is this is this it because you know I'm a chef by trade I love mm-hmm. food I love um, nice. I, I love the process of cooking and the the ritualistic nature and and cultural nature of, of of a lot of cooking. Like most cooking, like most recipes, at least the traditional ones are just things that were passed down by generation mm-hmm. by generation from from parents to children, and they tell, mm-hmm. they teach their parents. And it's it's a very intimate and private thing cooking was for a, for a long time. Um, it not so much now. And I don't know seeing that 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 kind of relationship with food play out on top of a mysterious action packed, you know, show where they're constantly introducing these, you know, these um, villains in the form of escaped convicts that are all as nasty and twisted as the last one, or maybe they're just misunderstood. (laughs) I mean, it's, I fucking love this show, man. I'm so glad that you've watched it that, that I can actually talk to someone who's actually watched <laughs> it. Because I keep hope like bringing it up on on episodes I do with 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 you know guests and collaborations with other podcasts. I'm like, oh, have you have you seen this show? And they're always like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, you should probably watch it. I mean, I really <laughs> like it, but I could understand if you don't like it because. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a good series. Do you do you have a series like that? Like a, a series that you think uh more people should should get around? Do you do you have a, a golden kamui equivalent?
0: Hmm. Now I I don't know if 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 this would be like fully equivalent, but one kind of I, I guess kinda of like like a similar vein where I don't hear I feel like enough people talking about it or whatever, is uh no guns life never have even this I'm, 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 I'm
1: like voraciously no guns life okay <laughs> it looks, oh yes i i okay i haven't seen this i have seen you seen the image
0: or the the character
1: i have seen um various uh memes of of old mate gunface um yep it looks interesting i've it like it's it's interesting, you know, like, that, that's such a strong um, design and a strong aesthetic off the bat that that looks interesting. Uh, sell it to me. I'm, I'm so, ingri- like, intrigued.
0: Oof. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying, trying to think how to even how to, how to sell it. Um, <laughs> he's, 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 I, he's, I, guess, I guess for me, the... For one, just... The, the initial thing with like the well, for one the the main character as well as a lot of characters that you come across having these various body modifications because like hey that that is like he literally has a gun for his head <laughs> but, you know it's it's like I don't know like that that series it is so and, and granted this could also be because it's been a couple of years since I watched that last season. But I guess for me, it, it's just the the allure of just the world and the setting because it kind of takes place in kind of like a I'm trying to think. I, I guess slightly futuristic. Mo- mo- I guess maybe more like modern is is what I'll say. Not necessarily futuristic, but modern setting in like a uh what's the country. Um, uh, like Germany, I, I I can't remember if if they're specifically in Germany, but a lot of the character names and stuff, whatever, is very German. But it it just has a lot of mystery, lots of great action going on in it. Mm. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm definitely not doing the series justice.
1: I mean, I've like I'm 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 on the I'm on the wiki at the moment, and mm-hmm. yeah, describes it as like a, a the genre as cyberpunk, which I think is a genre. I don't know if I've actually ever gone in really hard on a, on a cyberpunk, um, mm-hmm. which which sounds interesting. I do like cyberpunk, except the game. The game was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it like. I don't think you really do need to sell it to me. To be honest, I think just hearing that you liked it and seeing the the image of this dude with a gun for a head and is that the does he yeah. have the revolver bit on his on his wrist or in his hand? Uh,
0: no that that's another gun he has. Of like hit, like uh, that's his 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 actual head actually does have a revolver part. That's because uh, cause basically the, the back of his head actually has a trigger, and so he he was part of like like an elite force that all kind of looked like him or whatever and basically they had squad mates that basically would be, like like when it came to big moments during the war they would literally pull their trigger and they were at least like a, enormous firepower and so with him like the partner that he that he had back in the day or whatever I'm trying to remember I'm pretty sure he lost his partner back during the war. And so basically he doesn't let nobody touch his trigger. And so that's kind of like his thing where it's just like, no, hey, you know, somebody if anybody gets trying to get close, or whatever, he's kinda of like, no, get away, back off, or whatever. But just through throughout the series, he ends up bonding with a cast of characters. He 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 has a uh there's a young lady that's with him. Who is basically, uh, you know what? I I kind of equate her because because she's kind of like his mechanic or whatever. She is kind of like how Winry is yeah, for was, the Elric brothers in a, Full Metal.
1: As soon as you said mechanic, I just pictured Winry. That's yes, yeah, that's that's cool. I because I I love the relationship with uh, Winry and and the Elric brothers. I think it's one of the best relationships in that in that Full Metal series. Um, so to mm-hmm. hear it being uh referenced as a as a winery reference is that's that's exciting. I'm like I'm going to go in on this series. It, it's crazy because um this happens every time I record with with a new collaboration a new guest is that I just end up adding like three things to my watch list and I'm like oh yeah, cuz that's what I need. I've got an infinite amount of time to watch all these things. My watch list is yeah. the most um like ridiculously wishful thinking I I do in my life. Like it's it's the equivalent of of you know writing a check for yourself for one million dollars in five years because that's how much you get it. I've put that much on my watch list that it is an insurmountable mountain at this point. But I will, I will get through it one day, my friend. I fucking promise you that.
0: Yeah, and the the, the reason why this one kind of came to mind as as you were talking about Golden Kamuy because like I mentioned, you know, we were talking about how how um, at least the manga for that is about to end sometime soon. Um, The manga for No Guns Life actually just ended. uh, What was it? September of last year. So that was a recently ended one. I think they just published out the last physical volume of it. So it's like, okay, now this is a complete series, you know, um, to, to... no, it makes it look, like you said, kind of like okay, I have a definitive stopping point. Now I kind of know okay where to kind of gauge. Like okay, if I do want to tackle this, I can set aside X amount of time. Okay, it has X amount of volumes. I know this stopping point. So, uh, but yeah, that that's kind of why I had you no know, or why it came to mind as well. Because like you said, like equivalent. Uh, comparing it to um, you and Golden Kamuy.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a great pick. Before we should start wrapping up soon, but I'll be kicking myself if we don't talk a bit more about your, your number one pick for your favorite anime, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Again, another series that we have, I haven't spoken about uh, much on, on my podcast because I, I don't really know how to do it justice with a, with a review because I I don't know how you review one of the best pieces of media ever made, especially when it comes to anime, but um. Just quickly, do do you have a, a favorite character and a and a favorite moment from from Brotherhood?
0: Oof, I'm trying to think. Uh...
1: I can go my ones first because I've always got them locked in. Yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah, go yeah, go with yours.
1: For moment, um, Mustang killing Lust is mm. one of the best things I've ever seen. that scene there's so much raw emotion there's so much passion there's so much you know fire both literal and figurative um it's it's the the culmination of 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 a lot of things you know leading up to to that and i think colonel mustang as a character is so well put together for for the majority of that show where when you see him start to lose it and you see the cracks start to form and you kind of see the pain like there, there are moments where we mm-hmm. see Colonel Mustang's pain throughout the series but the the pain in that in that scene alone just from from Mustang's point of view is it's truly heartbreaking and, it, and it's a good payoff I mean it's mm-hmm. it it pays off it's it, it's a good crescendo but for for characters I've I've always had a thing for Armstrong mm-hmm. I don't know why it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me um, but I I find him especially in the dub. There's something about his dubbed voice where it's it's so charming. It's so over the top. He's so nurturing and caring, while also being just the biggest beefcake in the room. And especially <laughs> the the my the name is blanking on me. Um, but the uh, Aaron and Alphonse's teacher's husband, who's another beefcake. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember his name, but when. When him and Armstrong um, pair up for for their fight mm-hmm. uh, at the at the end of the series, it's it's so good, man. I I just love big beefy dudes getting along. You know what I mean? Just fucking two <laughs> fucking absolute sides of American beef just fucking slamming together. I love it. It's good stuff. Uh,
0: S- Sig Curtis.
1: That's it. Yeah. Wow. I hope you had to Google that. I hope that wasn't locked in your I did. brain. Okay, I, go, I did. Because if it was locked <laughs> in your brain, that's, that's psycho behavior, but Googling it, that's acceptable. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, for so, me, those, the, the, those are the standouts for me.
0: Yeah. So, so for me, character wise, I, I, at least the, the one that kind of comes to mind for me. And, and I think this is kind of more so happening or kind of, become more prevalent just over the years, especially me, me becoming a dad, but would be a uh, Maze Hughes.
1: Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. It's so rough. <laughs>
0: it's
1: so, it's so, it's so heartbreaking.
0: Yes. But uh, yeah, just, just, you know, just with how, who, who he was as a person and just, just like, just the bond he had with, with, with this little girl that, like I said, it's, it's something I, I, I always admired. Like I said, I think even just more so, you know, me becoming a dad myself over the years, you know. So yeah, he he's definitely uh, probably not, like one of like, my top favorite characters. And for moments, uh, the one that it kind of just like sticks out in my mind, and, and I think it might have been because of uh, some stuff I was going through in life as well was kind of when, I'm trying to remember, ah, shoot, who was the, when the old lady was telling, was it Armstrong, the Elric brothers story? I, th- I think that might've been it. That sounds wrong. Yeah. But basically when she was telling them basically the story about them burning down their home so that they basically like, basically have no choice but to move forward. That moment kind of just stuck out to me, just for for most of the reasons, because cause I, I guess kind of because in a way I related I related to that, in the sense of the not necessarily like my home but my hometown that I came from, very small country town in the deep woods uh, <laughs> of of Texas. Where you know it's it's like there's like nothing down there, and it's kind of one of those things like hey, you know if if you're able to find a path to leave and to move out of town or whatever, do it you know find explore the world, find something better to do with your life, and so I kind of just related to that mentality of just like, hey, you know sometimes you have to kind of cut ties with things, people, whatever, in order to be able to continue to move forward. And so, like I said, with them, it was, you know, burning down their childhood home. So it's like, hey, there is no home to go back to there. You can't go back. So that that moment for me is just, like I said, it, it might not be like, like the biggest and flashiest one, but like I said, I think just because of the parallel with me and life is, you know, why wild, wild. that kind of is one of my favorite moments.
1: Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a fantastic answer. I I I think I think Full Alchemist uh brotherhood is one of those series where I think no matter at what point in your life you you watch it, there could always be a parallel you could draw between the mm-hmm. trauma that any of the characters are facing and some sort of trauma that is happening in your life and it's 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 an all-time great for a reason and that reason is a lot more than just ride like a lot more than just good animation good fight choreography mm-hmm. and an interesting world like it's 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 an all-time great because it's so emotional it has so much emotional weight and so much uh, you know mm-hmm. emotional depth in that show where every character goes through at least some version of an emotional journey and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's so, there's so many points in which you can relate to it. And there's, there's so many points in which the audience has to go through some sort of trauma to, to keep going. Like even, even as like when I watched it, when I was very young, the, mm-hmm. um the, the um artificial uh, is, I want to say artificial homunculus that gets created with the, with the mm-hmm. girl and the dog. Um, I think I've honestly oh, yeah. blanked it out because of trauma in my mind as to their mm-hmm. names. Um, But like that, that scene is horrific. It is, it is so awful to watch that scene. And mm-hmm. as an audience, you just kind of have to deal with that and, and keep moving forward because they don't, they don't dwell on it too much. But like that, that scene alone is, is so, you know, fraught with, with, with peril that it, it's mm. crazy that you there's there's worse things coming for the audience before it gets better. You know what I mean? Like it's man, it's oh, such yeah. a good show. I, like I want to do a rewatch, and the best part about doing a rewatch of Full Metal Alchemist is it's like sixty four episodes. It's it's such a clean little rewatch. It's like anytime I get yeah. a bit of nostalgia for it, I'm like, yeah, I can just rewatch that. Whereas anytime I get n- nostalgia for like a uh, it or anything, I'm like, I'm like, no, you can watch you can watch a highlight <laughs> reel on YouTube. You're not doing it again. You don't have that
0: time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Full, full, full metal is definitely something that I want to do a rewatch. Um, hopefully in within the next year or so, because because I, I haven't rewatched it. or I haven't. hmm, Well, I, I've maybe like watched certain scenes or moments over the years, but I have not done a full start to finish since it initially came out, and that's been over ten years ago, which is freaking yeah, wow. crazy to think about.
1: Yeah. I did. I did a rewatch. I think I did a rewatch at the, and I think the only way I can remember this is because it was the start of the pandemic. So I think I did mm-hmm. a rewatch around Christmas 2020. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah, which was my last rewatch, and I think that was a hurried rewatch where I skipped. I may have skipped the first 20 episodes just to get into like the main meat of it. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm chomping mm-hmm. at the bit for a rewatch. I'm a sucker for a rewatch. I enjoy. I think I'm at the point where I enjoy a rewatch more than I enjoy the initial watch because I, I get more out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh uh, man. This is, this has been absolutely uh fantastic Robo. Uh, I've, I've loved having you on the podcast. I've, I've loved listening to your podcast and watching your videos. Uh, we will, all, we will wrap it up there. Cause we have been going for, for like an hour. Or so um, mm-hmm. thanks for joining me. Make sure you go check out, uh, dad needs to talk podcast I'll put a link in the show notes below get around the YouTube videos of, of, of Robo and dad needs to talk they're, they're fantastic and if you especially if you enjoy a bit more of a manga angle and a bit more of a manga deep dive uh, your content is great for that
0: thank you uh, That means a
1: lot. it's been an absolute pleasure I'll we'll definitely get you back on soon we might even get you back for a full Metal Alchemist episode I reckon that'd be quite fun brother oh yeah oh uh, yeah I'll catch you later, my guy. All
0: right, man. Peace. Peace. Thanks for having me on.